This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I have to change that promo. Yeah, baby. Why? I'm not on six anymore. They, they don't do that hour anymore. Oh. Must have been way too much work or something, I suppose. Mm. I don't know what the hell that was all about. But. Do you want me to come in early and start, like, just giving out? I'll read stories and. Uh. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> we'll be okay. We'll be able Nobody to slog wants through. that. It'll all work out in the end. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So they'll have to change that to seven to ten. Don't yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did it in the first place. You know what? One thing I got to tell you about people that I just love mm. is I, and I won't say who it is because I actually like the person a lot. Uh, there was a release yesterday about the Tom Bernard morning show, right? I've been here, what, two and a half months now? Mm-hmm. My name was spelled wrong. Was it wrong, Bernard? Yeah. How do you do that? It's I mean, so you're selling lazy. something. It's so lazy. It's unbelievable, though. You've seen the logo eight billion times. I mean, I don't care if you misspelled my name, but it's like, no, you it's, think after looking at it for two and a half months, you might know how to spell it. It's so lazy. Like, I know how to spell everybody else's name. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like whenever I write emails back, I just take an extra half second to see how the name is spelled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's just lazy. I mean, and I don't like, care. I'm, if I'm calling you lazy, we know it's bad. Well, Jesus. Yeah, if you're pointing fingers at people about laziness, we got no shot. <laughs> yeah, we're in big trouble. We've got nowhere to go. Got nowhere to go. I will tell you last night what a very, very pleasant night. I was out at Greenhaven Golf Course out in Anoka. Got home at about 9 o'clock last night. So, you know, left the, left the house yesterday at 6 a.m., got home 15 hours later oh my god <laughs> it was a thrill of, but it was well worth it believe me uh about 150 200 people showed up for this uh meeting and to celebrate the graduations of three young uh, people okay celebrate so it was a graduation well it was a, a gra- it was more about winning um winning scholarships and that kind of thing three cool. all three of them got a scholarship jim lundine puts it you know from killabrew root beer yeah just a great guy, really, really nice man. But I met so many people last night. And the age group, I don't know if we can be able to, uh, you know, I wish we could expand our listening audience because we had a lot of listeners there. They're already listening to the podcast. That's awesome. It was, it was very nice. As Did a matter you give of fact. a speech? Yes. How'd it go? It went very well. They were very accommodating and very nice. That's no awesome. But yeah, the uh, age group was from 18 to 102 years old. Well, we already got an email about it. <laughs> oh, did we really? Yeah. Uh, Rick wrote in. Wait a minute. What's that face? She's like, we got an email. We got uh, an email. You're in oh big my. trouble, sir. We have, Good. Some, we have some people on the inside. I'm used to us. it. He says, Rick said, Mm-mm. hi, Tom. I met you at the A-Club meeting last night. I'm the crook who worked as a paramedic for 43 years in the Twin Cities. Oh, God. It was a pleasure to meet you. You've made me laugh while driving many times. Thanks for coming to our gathering. That was very... See how nice they are. Super sweet. See, you can hang around with radio people who are all assholes, or you can go out and meet nice people. You see what I'm saying? I do both. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's where we're all doing that now. But no, it was a great... First of all, Greenhaven's beautiful. I love that. It's a great golf course, great building, the whole deal. Uh, three young people, all three of them 18 years old, won awards for excellence in, uh, in academics, which is a great thing. I got to meet all of them. You know, it's so funny because um, we, you know, joked around a little bit, had, had some, a great time. I mean, I, literally, I, you could not meet 
a nicer group of people than they were there last night. And the man, who's 102 years old, he's 102, and I was told, you know, one great thing. He's got a walker, uh-huh. right? And I asked if I could borrow his walker, and he, he goes, I, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> get your own, kid. Yeah, get your own walker, pal. 102 years old, he drove home. I love that. The guy drives at 102 Dang. years old. Dang. <laughs> was he driving a Model A? I didn't see. I did not see what he was driving. No. But, yeah, I, uh, it was pretty amazing. But the amazing thing about, about that whole deal is not one asshole. Everybody there was very pleasant, very nice. Lots of listeners to the show already. They're talking about this, that, and the other thing about, you know, so I know they were listening because they were talking about stuff that appeared on the show. Um, a bunch of people, we, we sat and showed them how to, how to uh, get the, uh, the app. So they're going to be listening now. Uh, it's terrific. It was That's a really, awesome. really nice night. And Greenhaven did a great job. They had a little dinner, a little chicken. Huh? Now you're talking. Tommy Like couple of good speeches but i was uh, it was afterward we did a meet and greet kind of thing yeah went for about 45 minutes to an hour only like one a-hole and it wasn't really an a-hole it's just it's trying to be a smart ass and it wasn't funny you know and i would write that off as social anxiety I oh yeah like, i think you're right i think a lot of times that happens where we go why was that guy jerk and i was like oh my gosh she was probably just anxious about yeah. the whole sitch i think you're probably right about that or trying to like think this is going to make an impression or whatever but yeah that's so <laughs> awesome it sounds like it was an epic night but i gave my my favorite line I, that i always give to people what'd you do you know if you're trying to be funny, you're not funny. But it's true. Usually, Anybody that's trying to be funny is never funny. I've seen you use that line on many people, and it is very disarming. I think things... Well, it's true. And it usually changes the tone quite a bit in a good way. Look, if you're going to do that, sit at home and try to write material and look it over yourself and go, is this funny? Yeah. Actually, right? don't do that. There's, en- there's enough <laughs> no. of us out there that already do that. <laughs> Put it home and look Those through guys. their stuff. Yes, stop. You're right. Just please stop. I'm to deal with. I saw a guy the other day on stage look at a woman and go, uh, "Wow, you're 35. You look good." I was like, "You dick." Oh, oh yeah. yeah you don't want to do that. Uh, speaking of uh, last night, Tom, uh, Brittany, I just sent you a bunch of photos from the event last night. So. Oh, really? You sent a bunch over? Yeah. So if you want to get it, oh, you get that, a second, I, that was Pat, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So if you get a second, um, <laughs> oh, get those posted. Oh, they're great. Yeah. I'll post them all. Next, uh, next uh, break we have, I'll post them. I got to say one more thing before we move on, but that one guy was, and he wasn't an asshole about it. He was just kind of trying to be cocky or, you know, smart-ass kind of deal. He said, yeah, I've, uh, I have not listened to your show. I've never listened to your show. I listen to blah, blah, blah. I've never even heard of that morning show. So I don't even know who the hell he was talking about. Apparently, they're in town here somewhere. But I'm like, who's that? I've never even heard of them. I'll tell you this, and this has happened to me a million times, and I don't mind but it's always awkward for the person. They'll say, oh, you do radio? Yeah, um, oh, I don't listen to that. And I go, okay, like, yeah. and I don't yeah. care. But then they feel very awkward. And then they feel like the need, well, it's just because I, I'm like, you just, maybe just like skip that part. Like, and not because I care that you don't listen. It's right. totally fine. Right. But it never goes well for the no. conversation. It's just like a very much so like, just, we can just not go there. And I'll just well, go, okay. Here's what you cool. use next time. Here's what you use. Oh, God, okay, what? So, yeah, I, I don't ever listen. You know, we have something in common because I never shop at 7-Eleven. Oh Come on, throw that at them. See how they like that. 
<laughs> no? No. Why not? There aren't any 7-Elevens around anymore, are there? I mean... They're, gone. they're out of here, aren't they? No, there's a, there's a few around. Oh, yeah. are there really? Yeah. I, I don't know if there's any in the mid... Like here, but I do know there's one in Chicago because I had an emergency oh, yeah. stop at one for sure. Yeah, so. I mean here. Are there any here anymore? I don't know if there's any 7-Elevens around. I haven't seen mm-hmm. one in a while. No, me either. I used to go to 7-Eleven all the time over on Minnetonka Boulevard across the street from Lincoln Dell, baby. That was my favorite 7-Eleven. Uh... Bailey, who lives in our cul-de-sac, he works at Speedway, and he has the best stories out of everyone. Oh, we'll all I bet. S- yeah, we all sit there, and you know, like um, Priscilla, I'll have like a, a pre-dinner wine, and I'll have my bubble water, and we wait for Bailey to come back, and he's like, "Guess what happened today?" And we're just, <laughs> "Yup." Well, see, that's a good thing. But yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that, the, that it was it was really really nice. The place was full. There was one little room over to the, to the left that they kept empty, and I looked over and went, "Oh yeah, that's." I, I told Jim Lundy to set that aside so when my fans get here, and I guess they're not here yet. I mean, the room there, the, the place was it was really really nice. Everybody was very friendly. Uh, couldn't say nicer things about the show, about the whole shooting match. It was just it was a very pleasant experience. All right, these pictures are so cute. Are they? I've not seen any of yes, them. Yes, look at this one. I haven't seen any of the pictures. Aww. Oh, that she sw- she won a, a scholarship. Yeah. She is uh, was a sweetheart of a kid. Well, all three. Sarah. Of the, the, who is it? I think it's a Sarah's. I think, I think it is Sarah. Yeah. I, think um, I can just read the plaque, but yeah, how cool! What a cool event! It I'm was, so glad you went. I'm so glad I went too. Like, like I said, a 15-hour day is a little long, but you know. You'll make up for it today. You think so? I don't know. I have no idea what your schedule looks like. I got, I got a bunch of meetings I got to go to today, which is great. That's my job, and I, I don't have any problem with that. But it's just so nice to be around a bunch of uh, people, and some people I had met before, some people I had never met, but across the board. Like I said, the one guy was just trying to be funny. He wasn't being an a-hole. No. He was just trying to be funny, and it just wasn't it's funny. It's fine. And the thing is, I've been there. I've said something where I go, oh, this did not go what I thought it was going to go in my head. Yeah, you know? that happens. Um, but it's fine. No, I was very happy with the whole thing. It, was, it, it could not have gone better. Jim did a great job hosting it. The people could not have been nicer. Uh, like I said, uh, teasing, teasing the, the man with the walker. I said, give me that walker. No, I need it. I can't give it to you. I need it. Like, give it to me. Let's Come on. go. Come on. Let's go. I got to walk out to the parking lot. I'll give you a deposit. I'll give you my wallet. I'll be back. What the hell is wrong with you today? You sent me two stories, both about alligators. I know. There was a lot of alligators. What is wrong with you? They are on the hunt. I know. For alligator news. I know. Oh, do you really think they're on the hunt? Do you think there's something going on? I don't know, but I found two stories, and that's enough for me to build a conspiracy around. Well, I suppose. Now we got a conspiracy. Now we're talking. So that's good. No, Oh, Jesus. Guy on a bike hits a bear. That can't have worked out too well, I wouldn't think. Like, why is that a big fear of mine when I'm biking? Just to like, hit a bear? Yeah, just like, or a deer or something jumping out of the woods, especially like, mm-hmm. like Theodore Worth when you're a bunch around right. forest. Right, Just the idea of it. Yeah, Ugh. and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the city now, there it's like National Geographic in the city now. Everywhere yeah. you go, there's turkeys, foxes, oh, deer. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. They had that bear in North Minneapolis they had to take down in the park the other day. Yep. Yeah. We had a guy in northern Minnesota hit a moose on a snowmobile. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dang. And he didn't see it, 
because it was its hind legs were on one side of the trail and its front legs were on the other side oh, of the trail. Oh God! And he hit it under like the belly side. Right. He was on a snowmobile and he was kind of crouched down and he was he was cooking. He was clotheslined by a moose. Clotheslined by a moose. Yeah. And, and, and he's he lived. You know, I mean, it's, it, he. Flew off the snowmobile. The moose took off. He flies off. He rolls backwards. Snowmobile crashes into the woods. Huge chunk of fur stuck right on the top of his Aww. of his uh, helmet. But yeah, oh yeah. Could you imagine what the moose thought happened to like? Oh yeah, just just sitting there enjoying you know itself in the middle of winter, and then pow! A punch to like the I'm guessing moose kidney. Yeah. I don't know. It probably just thought like, oh, is that a fly? I'm sorry. <laughs> Get off of me. Get off me. Catherine and I were up near Banff many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're driving along, and the ditches along the side of the road are probably about four to five feet deep, something like that. And as we're driving along, she's driving. And I look ahead, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Right? Well, apparently a moose had gotten hit by a semi-truck Ooh. and was upside down in a ditch. Its legs were sticking about four feet above the yeah. ditch. That thing must have been eight, nine feet tall. Oh, that is... How- how tall do they get? I don't know. They I mean, it's got to be at least so eight. So awkward looking. When you see a moose in the wild, you just go that that has to smell. And I love. Yeah, I suppose. I and I love, love. I've seen probably two moose ever in the wild because my dad lives in Montana. We'd go there right. once a year, and they are massive. And they just have. I'd always see them in the summer because that's when we'd go out there, and it was like chunks of malting fur kind of hanging on for its life. Yeah, oh, yeah. It just looked, ugh. So a moose at the shoulders usually average tops out an adult moose is about seven feet. Jeez, and that's the shoulder. The that's, shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So their legs are probably like, you know, five feet at least. Probably. Yeah, Holy that's amazing. Holy buckets. I'm telling you, you could see that thing was all four of its legs were sticking straight up. Like, what the hell is that? That's just a different kind of roadkill. Like, oh, you got that right. We are so used to deer, but a moose is quite substantial. Okay, now here's some really bad news. Hmm. More for the person than for the bear. Talk about bad news. Oh, why do they do this to me? Bad news bears. Talk about it. bad news bears. Yeah. Oh, that's so clever. A Canadian man T-boned a black bear while biking through a conservation reserve, uh, suffering a fractured scalp, uh, scapula, cardiac confusion, and bruised ribs, among other injuries. Kevin Milner, God, I wish this was that prick that worked for Cumulus. That would have been better if that Milner had hit the bear, don't you think? <laughs> mm-hmm. What an asshole. Uh, Kevin Milner, 30, of North Vancouver, British Columbia, was rounding a corner and heading down a hill in the lower Seymour Conservation Reserve, on Tuesday, when he spotted the bear, tried to cruise around him. Yeah, I'd tr- I would have stopped and tried to cruise away from him. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Same. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, the second I made a decision, he decided to run, and he ran right across the road, right in front of me, and I smashed into him right behind his shoulder blade. Jesus, how terrifying is that? He said, I did a flip over the bear, pretty much kissed the bear, and then I guess I flew in the air. It's <laughs> a weird explanation. I mean, yeah. a, a description. Yeah, I don't think he means that kind of... Oh, he broke his left arm. Jesus. He looks pretty happy for a guy with a broken arm that hit a bear. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, we got a little bit of audio. The oh, guy, you do? You want to hear oh, him? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he sounds pretty good. I always thought, like, you know, maybe one day I'd hit a deer, right? 
never thought it'd be a bear. He starts running across the road, and I just smacked right into him, and then went flying right over top of him. He's kind of looking over at us. He's he's sniffing at the air. He's just kind of kind of curious, and then Sam started yelling at the bear, just trying to scare him off. I love it when people do that. You know, I was looking at him, and he kind of went, he kind of sniffed. So you had to do the sniff sound effect, did you? I love that. I kind of do, too. Uh-huh. really lays out imagery well. Yeah, I was playing basketball the other day. I hit a swish, you know. You know, it was unbelievable. I love that. A Milner landed hard on his side while the bear took off through the woods. Passing cyclists immediately stopped and helped him. Two women cyclists concerned about his condition rode toward the edge of the reserve to get enough of a cell reception to call 911. See, i got to be honest with you, I would never bike somewhere where you couldn't get cell reception it's not a good idea man mm-hmm. you and the mountains i'm assuming is, is the problem here but hiking up and down i mean excuse me biking up and down mountains is it is a lot of fun there's no doubt about it a third bystander who had been riding an e-bike stayed with milner but the next arrival wasn't an ambulance or ems it was the same bear milner had just plowed into see it came back i'm telling you you don't go past the bear. You turn around and go the other way. Don't ever do that. Oh, God, does he have a contusion. Eek. That looked like it hurt. Bear had a taste for blood. Apparently. Yeah, a lot of white stuff on its nose as well. A little blood, a little cocaine. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, shit, dude. He's back. The bear is back. Milner said of remarks for the man keeping him company while help was on the way. Man, those bears are built like a truck, Milner. Yeah, bears are built like a truck. Yeah. Uh, Milner told the news outlet, I thought I was going to die. The bear, however, seemed unfazed by the bystanders tending to Milner. So he was standing there watching him tend <laughs> to Milner. He's a serial killer. He is. I love And bears. this is his first taste of blood, and he was sitting there watching it going, uh-huh. yeah, I did that. But don't you love bears? I love bears. And he's lucky this is a black bear, because if it was a grizzly or something, oh, you just don't know what what it would have done. Black bears are not out there trying to hurt people. No, that's true. The only thing you have to watch out with a black bear is if if they have cubs to not get in between the cubs and the mama. But otherwise, black bears are pretty chill. That's what I hear. Uh, By the way, I should uh, point this out. Air quality alert for most of southern Minnesota until 8 p.m. today, including the metro area, not due to wildfire smoke, but rather ozone from stagnant air. What is that now? I don't know. Oh, come on. They're not going to start this now, are they? It's time for the ozone report. It used to be called the weather. Uh-huh. What do they mean, an ozone from stagnant air? What the hell? I don't even know what that means. No idea. We should get Ken Barlow on the blower quick and be like, what did you mean by this in your weather report today, sir? Because none of us know. See, so he would be KB the three, the third. It would be Catherine Brandt, one. Mm-hmm. Kristen Burt, two. And Ken Barlow, three. Mm-hmm. KB, one, two, and three. Huh? I... I think he would like being the third. Threes? That's... I've only met him a couple times. He's a very pleasant guy, though, isn't he? Oh, he's so nice. That's what I hear. Okay, so here is the weather. Mostly sunny and warm today with a high of 85. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 58. Uh, much cooler and breezier tomorrow. Partly sunny with a... Well, much cooler. It's still going to be near 70, so who cares? Mm-hmm. It's so good. 70 works for me. Uh, Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 71. And Friday, mostly sunny with a high of 77. Uh, the weather looks really, really good. That one little thing they're talking... Who the hell even knows what they're talking about? But it is sunny and 60 right now, but uh, it's going to be 85 later on today. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes. The news continues right after this. As you know, my friend, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. 
He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my mm, busy schedule yesterday. Uh-huh. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. It's great stuff, Kath, and I love it. Call 800-516-5146, use the promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. If you've been hurt in a car collision, it's traumatic enough. You don't need to waste time and energy on the legal stuff. Think of us as a partner who will guide you through the process. First off, you need to recover. But part of that is getting the compensation you deserve. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we'll work hard so you can get the rest you need during the trying months after a personal injury. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we understand how important it is to make our clients comfortable. So we build each client relationship on the pillars of honesty and transparency. Don't miss out on what's rightfully yours. We'll go to bat for you. For your free case consultation, please visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Mike Bryan. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to Bradshaw and Bryant. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hey folks, Judd Zolgad here, and you know, the unofficial start of summer is just two weeks away. You could lose up to 10 pounds by Memorial Day with Livia's doctor-recommended program. Look and feel your best with the weight loss program voted number one in Minnesota. Receive personalized and guided support from Livia's team of experts. Join today and receive three months free. What are you waiting for? Get summer ready with Livia. Call today, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. You know, I lost 40 pounds more than a year ago now with the help of my friends from Livia. And here's the most important thing. Their nutritionists and dietitians also help you keep the weight off. We've all lost weight before. The question is, can you keep the weight off? And with Livia, their program, the answer is most definitely start your success today and get summer ready. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Join now and receive three months free. That's right. Call now, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com and receive three months free. Come to Livia to experience life-changing weight loss. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Corey Wisco of the Wellshire. It's difficult to put in words the relationship that we have with North American Banking Company. You know, they've been there from the very beginning with our vision of providing quality dementia care for individuals, and they've been a partner all the way through. They uh, really are uh, there for us. For information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com. That's nabanco.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. i got to check one thing here. Now, the, where do they make up the, the schedule for the day? Where do they do that? They usually make it up back at the uh, old HQ. Okay, and that's usually yeah. Amy? Usually. She's out this week. Okay, but there's actually somebody worse than Amy at this job? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Because uh, Christenberg's not on at 720, I'm assuming. Unless you oh, had to move today. Oh, you know what? I, I did change that. I changed it at, to 735. I didn't print the right one. So actually, there is somebody worse than so, Amy. It's so me. nobody does their job around here. That's no. what we're saying. No, nobody does their job. So nobody don't. does their job around That's a really nice I don't even know. situation to be in. Like what? I, I, yeah. No, I printed off. I, I changed it, but then. Uh, no, for yourself. But, you no, know. I still have 720. No, no, don't worry about us. Actually, I, actually, <laughs> you know what? Kristen is actually supposed to be on at 720. She's not on yet. This is her fault. I forgot to tell you guys. Oh, that's she what She wanted to change it to 720. <laughs> that sounds like her. And that is 1,000% her, yes. Yes, so, that's, I'm, I agree. We'll I thought you were say, her. These goddamn Hollywood types all the time. Jesus. 1,000%. I thought you were going to follow that up with 1,000% a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were going to go with, but you decided. To get, so she's at seven thirty-five. She is seven thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so, but I still can't believe there's somebody worse at that job than Amy Daniels. It's, How is it possible? It's me. That's <laughs> we just. Well, figured so it would out. be you. But, it would be me. No, but you didn't print that out in the first place. No, I did have to print this out because uh, he makes those every yeah, day. Yeah, because we lost it at uh, the other day because I had a, a little bit of a computer mishap, so I had to rebuild it. And when I rebuilt it, I have to go in and manually manually change things from like oh, yeah. seven fifteen to seven seventeen to seven twenty to seven thirty five. There you go. And yeah, so I I botched it. That's my fault. God damn it! I know. I wish I'm going home. So glad I'm at an age where I don't care. <laughs> I wish you would though. That'd be kind of great. Seven though. about. I know. Here's the thing though. Like I've told you guys, I totally get a thousand percent why it is that they brought me on. It is because I kick ass at videos and graphics. I am the worst speller on the planet, and I hate. I try. And here's the thing. You, I I can't blame that on spelling. I try so hard. I double check everything, and it still comes out wrong. That's the part that drives me nuts is that I try so hard really? to get it right. It's and hard. My, I... my brain does not do it. It doesn't, it, for whatever reason, it just doesn't pick it up. I, I would, when you were out of town for Disney, I did the schedule for a week, and there it is. It took me about 30 minutes to sit and look at it. And even then, I think I still screwed it up because it switches constantly. It's always pivoting. Um, it's hard. Do you yeah. think it's the possibility that all, uh, like, you know, I guess what, what age group are you in again? Does that be, you're not a millennial. You would be a what? I'm a millennial. Oh, you would mm-hmm. be still a 30, a 30 year, 30, mm-hmm. what are you, 32? I'm 37 today. Well, you're 30. Oh, that's right. It's your birthday today. <laughs> you and Herbeck. Herbeck was two days he ago. He was Sunday, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. also, yeah. And then uh, we got Fani and uh, Go-Go. Fani's Friday. Go-Go. And yeah. Britt, I got you a, a happy birthday $50 gift card. There you go. For Visa. So happy birthday. Did you really? No, I found it on the ground outside. <laughs> There's a shot. But I love it. I'll put it on my board. I love yeah. it. I have to call it in lost to Visa before you can have it, but then you yeah, can have it for the board. Yeah, yeah I understand. I understand. I assumed it was used. That's why I said it could thing. go on my board. But if it's not, we can go so look got, it up. i got to ask you a question. So, so, so the millennial thing. Yeah, a millennial. You do know that millennials in general don't pay attention with a lot of detail. You do know your generation does do I don't that. think we're set. Well, okay, first off. That's a broad sweeping statement. Well, it is a very broad because it's true. But I also think we're not set up to do just one thing. Like we were there, we're inundated constantly with different items, you know, phones, 
computers, all these things, we're expected to multitask on a level that maybe you didn't have to. Like, you got to well, pick I a... Well, I still have to now. You, have, you got to pick a career and go with it. As a millennial, I feel like we do not get that luxury. What are mm-hmm. you talking about? Why not? Go do what you, well, you want to do. Because where's my pension, bro? You got to work to earn a pension. I'm just saying there's a lot there's not a no, lot of opportunity. There's not an op, a lot of opportunities for just a basic upward growth. Of, Why not? That's there just weird. isn't. It, and like that's fine. I like pivoting. I have no problem with pivoting, but if you're one of those people um, like my husband, he's like this is the track I'm on. I want right. a 10-year plan and this is here da, 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 and he does that. That's not an always an opportunity for millennials. They have to pivot. Like, what do you mean pivot? How do you pivot? Switching jobs, switching careers. Some people got oh, into graphics. I just graphic- did that. I'm not a millennial. Yeah, well, you didn't really, you kind of did, and you didn't have to. No, I didn't have to because, I, you know, I could have told them to blow it out their ass, which I probably should should have. You could have been on a sailboat in Key West being just a parrot hanging head. out, <laughs> being a parrot head. Yeah, I'd be a great parrot head. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> So, good. I'm trying to get an understanding here because, I, as you know, millennials have a reputation for not wanting to work very hard. Yeah. You do know that. I always lean so, into it because I know that that's the reputation, but I work right. my, like, I, I just like to, why not lean into it? I mean, I was in the military. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. It's always been my narrative. So you think then it's not that the fact that millennials don't want to work. It's just there's too much going on. I, that's a I, I, one thousand percent accurate, right there. Like, I, like what? Though? I mean, what what gets in the way? I I really feel like there is like this immense pressure for people in their upper thirties and low forties right now to be able to be good at everything. And we, you know, when they say like if you have more than three priorities, you have no priorities. Right. I, right. The number one piece of advice I could ever give anyone who ever wants to get into entertainment is figure out one thing and be good at it. Because more than likely, you're not going to be a Hugh Jackman. You're not going to be a guy who can sing and dance and act and and direct and produce. Find one thing that you really love to do and then do it. Where most of us nowadays, and especially radio people, I mean, for how many cutbacks there are, you are the production manager. You're the program director. You're the on-air talent. You're doing all of these things. So you don't really have a lot of time to, you know, uh, really go over everything with a fine-tooth comb. You just have to be able to get stuff done. And that is what radio has done to itself so many times now in the last how many years, where instead of just finding one promotions director and one music director and one program director, one person does all three of those jobs, and then none of those jobs get done correctly. Yeah. And whose fault is that? Right? You know. Oh. Hedge funds. Hedge funds are destroying the world, and you can thank George Soros for that. Sure. It's destroying the world. They take all the money, shove all the stuff on you and me and everybody else, and that's just the way it is now. I think it's that, and I also think it's technology has the ability yeah. to not the jobs that you see there's be overnights at every station and mm-hmm. now it's rare you have a human being in a building they don't want to spend the money no and so it's if technology can do it and they can you know, what is it what's the pre-recording called uh voice tracking thank you um if you can voice track and have somebody do it for ten dollars an hour while doing their sh- on-air shift that's way more reasonable than having paying a person to be there look i have a lot of friends still in the business yeah. I'm not in the radio business anymore. I keep trying to tell them this is not a radio show. No. It's a digital show. 
But I, I, I tell you, I have a lot of people, and I feel really bad for them because I will tell you, I have never seen radio. Radio is teetering. Yeah. It's got major, major problems, and it makes me really sad. I don't even advise people when people, young people come up to me and they'll say, how do I get an industry? And I'll say, make sure you have another job. Because I, I, I feel nervous <laughs> yeah, about I know. telling yeah, I know. them to go into radio. I because know. I've been really lucky. I have my health insurance from the Army, and if I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to keep staying in the in radio. Really? Yeah. That there was, bad, huh? I, ne- I never made a, like, an actual God. salary until probably, I mean, something worth feeling like I could yeah, right. contribute to my household to until probably three years ago. Is that like is that how it is in all business with people your age now? I was just going to say the mortgage industry is probably one of the ones that got hit the hardest oh, because really? oh like Wells Fargo laid off hundreds of yeah. people yeah, they and they basically told everyone in the building by the way you guys are going to have to you know pick up their slack until we figure out right. like, what the reconstruction right. you know, what the new structure is going to look like and everyone thought oh I'll just do this job for 6 weeks and then they'll bring somebody else in and we'll delegate new nope. responsibilities and that never happened and the people that were doing all the extra work never got a raise so i know yeah it's and that's all hedge funds that's mm-hmm. the whole the thinking now is i get all the money and you get nothing yeah it's the kind of scraping from things that don't even have anything to give is that what you're saying well I, they just take all the money all the money comes in look once again i'm not going to go because i have friends that work at every one of these outfits a combined total and hubbard is in the positive here. It's the only outfit that is in mm-hmm. the positive dollar figure. So we're covered, thank God. But you add up the debt of the other radio stations in this market, it's right around 25 to $30 billion. You tell me how that's going to survive. Can't. There's no way. It can't. No. It's over. And it's all because of hedge funds. All it's me, 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 more me now. I get all the money. You work your ass off. <laughs> Don't vomit while I'm talking. Uh, I have a button now, so don't acknowledge me when I cough. But, uh, and I'll tie this into last night again. Yeah. People are moving to uh, podcasts now. They're moving to digital now. All they got to do is get in their car, hit the little, uh, the little button that says asshole on it. Or no, it says Bernard. That's what it, the same Inter- thing. Interchangeable. Interchangeable. Uh, they just... It's a, it's a much better industry. I, we're lucky to work for them. And I'm not kissing the Hubbard's ass. I don't kiss no. ass. I just don't do that. But they do a great job. And again, I I know I sound like I'm complaining. I It's all you ever do. In my, my life, I've been so lucky. And I actually like the ability to do about five different jobs. I During the pandemic, I started going back to school for nursing. Right. I've, you know, I've, I've been able to do a lot of different things. And my brain likes that. I just yeah, know there I are other people that... that want that more traditional path and they struggle and mm-hmm. they you know i think it's just you know i i feel very lucky to be where i'm at but i definitely know that that's not how everybody feels some people like that stability well yeah i don't i'm not wild about you being here but other than, <laughs> oh that's not what you meant <laughs> on my birthday <laughs> on my birthday he's attacking me so what'd you say you're 11 how old are you 37 30, are you really? Isn't that And I've known you since you were, what, 21? Tw- no, you met me when I was 20. 20. Because I wanted to lie and go to Vegas Strip so bad. 17 years of anguish. Mm-hmm. Why me? I might have been even 19. No, I think I was 20. I, I think, think I, I thought you were 19, remember? Because I, I, I might have started at KQ when I was 19, but 
I wanted to go to Vegas so bad. They're like, you have to be 21. And I kept going, I have a fake. It's like, quit telling great. us that. You know what my favorite thing about it is? And they're both on this show, so I'm going to attack both of them. It's yeah. going to be wonderful. The first time Gelfand ever saw you, it's like, oh, no. I love Gelfand. Yeah, he hangs around you like a goddamn mockingbird. Oh, Brittany, 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 Brittany. It's like, would you settle down, Gelfand, you pill? It's so funny because I talk on the phone all the time to Bob Sansevier and Gelfand. Yeah. And my husband will give you that look, and he'll know. He'll just lean in a little bit, (laughs) hear their voices, and knows that, like, first off, if I get off the phone with Gelfand, I'm going to think I have 14 diseases. Um, oh, well. You know, I'll say, no, he'll, because he'll go, oh, yeah, well, if, if your elbow creaks, you definitely have, you know, pre arthritis. And I'll go, oh, God, I have pre arthritis. <laughs> you just made me think of Fred Mertz on the I Love Lucy show. And we can bring Kristen Bird in at this KB2. Now, there's now KB1, 2, and 3. We got Catherine Brandt, 1, Kristen Burt, 2. And Ken Barlow, our weather guy, three. So there's two K. There's three KBs now. That's a lot of KBs in your life. It's a lot of KBs. Way too many, as a matter of fact. So um, we were just talking about. I suppose in your life you've had a lot of guys like buzzing around you and trying to attract your attention and all that stuff. You, you've been through that, I would imagine. It happens occasionally it happen. in Hollywood. Fred Mertz goes to see Lucy and Desi at their apartment, and Ethel, of course, is with them. And they're standing around talking about attractive people. And Ethel Mertz says, all I know is, when I was a young woman, the men were buzzing around me like bees. And Fred, her husband, says, well, then how come I'm the one that got stung? (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. Fred Mertz was one of the great characters of all time. No doubt about it. (laughs) <laughs> so, so now we found out that both you and Brittany have guys uh, hanging around you all the time, being a pain in the ass. All the time. <laughs> that's what. I, that's what that's, You're the number one guy who's a pain in my ass. I am. You are go go, or the number. You've got two people in my life that are constantly. I go. How am I going to react to this? Does she pay you? I don't, I, not that I know of. Okay, well then, get me off that list right now, sister. <laughs> Just because you pay me doesn't Leave mean you're me less of a pain of an ass. I, I, I try to be a massive pain in the ass if I possibly can. Well, I'm really mission good at it. accomplished. Yeah, maybe you could learn something. I'm working on it. Yeah, there you go. KB2, how are you? I'm doing great, and I have to ask Britt how her night was while she watched the Randall scandal. Um, that was wild. I didn't get to see, watch the whole thing. We, we, I started it late, but yeah. Um, or do we just hate Randall? I, I, I hate how much I've always loved Lala, even when she was a quote unquote mistress. I didn't even mind that. Can we do this in English? I don't know how. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know how to break it down. I can break this down really easily. So Randall Emmett is, um, an, Los Angeles Hollywood producer. Okay. He is associated with Vanderpump Rules because he dates. Oh, we're back to that every day now. Well, oh. I can't. However, this is focused on him. And I, I think um, originally this was a story that came out of the LA Times last July. And it created huge buzz here in the Los Angeles area because I don't think a lot of people realize his background. He started as Mark Wahlberg's assistant back in the Ooh. day. Um, and is supposedly the inspiration for Turtle on Entourage. 
kind of like a stocky guy, right. not the most attractive, although I think Jerry Ferrara was cute in Entourage. But um, and, and so he kind of like lived off and thrived off of that. He got a lot of a taste of success early on in his career and eventually teamed up with um, this investment guy. And um, they were able to create this huge production company making movies that were called geezer teasers and if you, you oh, know exactly God. what i'm talking about yeah, right. it's older action stars right. yep. that go and work for three days and make 10 million dollars but he was essentially doing what bernie madoff does with like pyramid schemes and pulling money here and paying off this one and, and you know financing his lifestyle mm-hmm. and of course he didn't have the foundation for all of it and he basically screwed over so many people in hollywood um but this, this is a real guy the- yeah really so how is he still alive? Still alive and has so many lawsuits going on right now. <laughs> um, and, and I think the saddest part, and I don't know if you got to this part, Brittany, is that he ties into the Bruce Willis story. And, you know, we know that Bruce oh. Willis was um, diagnosed with aphasia. Now he also has frontotemporal no. um, dementia as well. Oh. But Bruce Willis was out there doing a lot of Randall Emmett's films and obviously struggling with the, with memory issues and working and not knowing where he was like not even knowing he was on set. Like there was a waitress, an actress portraying a waitress, like pouring his coffee and he'd be like, no, I don't want anymore. And she's like, no, 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 this is for the scene. Like he wouldn't even know he was in the scene of a movie. Oh, and on set. So how and, long, and I, how did he get, how do you get this? It just happens to you. That's sad. It's just like anything like Parkinson's, oh, like Alzheimer's. You know, they don't necessarily know what's causing it for each individual person. They have some guesses, but yeah. you just don't know. It's it, so it's sad. It's probably something. It's probably like CTE where you have to have like your brain examined after yeah. you pass away. Yeah. But I think what's really sad, and I think it raises a lot of questions of like, why was Bruce Willis allowed to work as long as he was? Yeah. Uh, Randall was abusive to him both verbally and emotionally on set, which is heartbreaking. So it's a really good documentary, really good insight into what happens in Hollywood. Because Randall Emmett is just one of many producers who are like this. And I, I, but I think it really gives you an idea of like, especially when it pulls into reality television, he probably wouldn't have been caught had he not start on, on Vanderpump Rules with his then fiance. So it him, him wanting to be on. famous burned him. Yes. What an idiot. Yeah. It's and, never and enough, is it? It's never it's enough. It's never enough. Jesus. It's never enough. And he loved being able to go on, you know, talk shows and mm-hmm. head to a podcast. And he loved the fame. And, and there's a great story. And I won't ruin it. People should go and watch it. It's the Randall scandal on Hulu. But um, he has this big fight over money with uh, 50 Cent. And 50 Cent, like, calls him out. And it's, it's a hilarious exchange. Yeah, I don't understand why people... I, what, did you kind of set a goal in your life? I want to reach this point. And then once you get there, you go, okay, I'm good. Everything's fine. Some people just can't. They can never let it go. It's got to be more, 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 more. And it, it causes them to use really bad judgment and bad behavior. Well, I think in Hollywood, too, everyone always wants to get there. And I always yes. say in Hollywood, there's no there, there. So, like, when you get to the level you think you are, you realize that there's another level, like another elite level, and you're like, oh, I want to get into that circle. I want to sit at that table. Right, right. And you can never get there. Um, you know, I, I always joke, I'm like, does George Clooney, who literally seems to have it all on paper, does he feel like he's there? I don't know. Yeah. What a business that is. Oh, I got to ask you one question before we move on. I've never seen Entourage. Should I watch it? 
Okay. I've yeah. never I've, seen it. Really good. I've huh? rewatched it in, you know, probably within what? the last three years. It seems very dated in yeah. many ways. Oh, it's yeah. very okay. misogynistic. But I think it gives you a really good insight into what Hollywood was like in the early aughts when it was on TV. Sure. And for anyone who wants to understand what it was like during like the Britney Paris era with the paparazzi and everything from a male perspective, it's a great show for that. Tom, you know, you're going to hate it. You okay. know why I didn't watch it? Uh-huh. Because I cannot stand Jeremy Piven. I was going to say. Oh, I hate that little prick. I remember the time oh. thinking it was good and enjoying it. And I've seen little clips of it later and it's fine. It's 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 a great, they create a fun world, right? Like this big fake Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. You would hate it. It's everything you hate about, about the Hollywood. industry, about people. Yeah. You would literally, because you don't want to watch Men, you know, use women and, and no, no, you would hate no it. I have a daughter and a wife. I don't I see. I'm telling you guys right now, he would hate it. It's God. crazy. And it's based off of Mark Wahlberg's life. So it gives you more insight into who Mark Wahlberg is in his early parts of his career. It's fascinating. I got to tell you, Jeremy Piven used to come in the studio all the time. Like once a year, he'd come in the studio and I was at the queue. Okay. And he was never friendly. He was never pleasant, all the rest of it. Yeah. And one time he walks into the studio, and he's sitting in, in Studio B, and he's got somebody with him, and I don't know who. He never did introduce the guy, mm-hmm. didn't you know, introduce him to yeah. me, anybody, right? Okay. So the show starts, and I try to include, like Christoph was in studio, and his wife was going to sit out in the lobby. No, you can come in too, sit yeah. in here, it's fine. I got no problem with that. So I started talking to the guy on the air about what he was all about and what he was doing with Jeremy Piven and all the rest of it. All of a sudden, Piven goes, hey. I go, yeah, what? He goes, you're supposed to be talking to me, not him. I said, shut up. And from that point on, we didn't get along too well. This guy's bitching at me about how to run a radio show. Why don't you go steal some more money and end up ruining your life, you dumb bastard? My friend, uh, my high school friend, actually produced the show that he starred in, and then he claimed he got mercury poisoning. Yes. And yes. I believe it was Alan Cumming who came in and saved the day, but they almost lost millions of dollars on that Broadway production. Uh, he's not a fan. I, I mean, and, and also, Jeremy Piven's known as the pivot because he was always... The pivot. I like that. Pivot. That works for <laughs> um, me. Because he, I mean, like, I, I had a friend who dated him, and I was like, literally, I'm oh. like, you the reputation. Why are you dating him? Why? And I mean, every Eddie. story that we know is pretty much true. So he's done now. He's, what did he do on that lady? He did something that pissed everybody off. He's never going to work again. He's had a lot of sexual harassment allegations. Oh. Yeah. And that sort of came out during the, the Me Too era. And you know what? I don't think anyone defended him because literally that was an open secret in Hollywood. Like, you don't date the pivot. Well, see, that's why, to tell you the truth, uh, Rudy and I had to do this. We finally went to management and said, look, Brittany has to wear bright colors so we know she's coming. <laughs> so that's, you know, I don't know if you can see her. her why, because you guys got you know. slayed by her RBF? That's exactly what mm-hmm. it was. 100% correct. There's no question <laughs> about it. Yeah, I just never understood, first of all, the attraction of Jeremy Piven. So, but but he was part of that entourage deal, right? He was. He played. Um, he played the agent, which is based off of Ari oh, Emanuel, right. who's one of the yeah. most powerful agents in Hollywood. But honestly, he was great in the role. I mean, he won several Emmys off He's of it. Talented guy. So talented. So, I mean, even if you go back to his career as a teen, he was, he's doing great work. And mm-hmm. I, but he just was one of those situations where it, he just got way too big. But Entourage, those guys were like ruling the day 
when that show was popular. So, it so got should I go head. back or is it too old? I think it looks dated now. I when yeah. I went back and watched it, and I, as Britt said, you're probably going to hate the misogyny. So, but I I, yeah, I enjoyed it for misogyny. what it was at during its time. Yeah, I have a mother, two sisters, a wife and a daughter, and a granddaughter. Why would I need misogyny? Well, I don't need misogyny either, but it's entertaining. It's to me, it's an entertaining view of Hollywood uh, because you know you see it all the time, and to see it played out on screen sometimes is really funny. Yeah. It's just, but I live here. There's yeah. just so many things to watch. I don't think that's ever going to be on your list. So of just you don't need. even bother. I think you can. I think Entourage and you just should never meet. That's my Worked for me. I, it's fine. I, I like I said. As soon as I saw that prick was on it, I said, "I'm not watching that." Yeah, yeah you're gonna be out, and he's, you're not even gonna make yeah. it through one episode. Yeah, no. He's a very main character. Oh, goodbye. So, then. Yeah. forget it. Did yeah. you ever work and, with him? And I can't get you to finish anything, so it's like <laughs> I'd be like, you can't even get past two minutes of the show. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? I don't about? know what you mean by I all. <laughs> I only watched an episode and I didn't hey, that like Ted it. Lasso, boy, that was interesting. Soccer in Europe. I'm Who gives a rat's ass? I'm loving Ted Lasso right now. I, I thought it was terrible. I'm having so much fun with Ted Lasso. Between, we're doing Ted Lasso, Succession, and Last of Us, depending on what mood we're in. And there, it's just so good. Succession's uh, really good. What season are you on with Ted Lasso? That's current, but we are probably a couple episodes behind because I was just gonna say I didn't, I haven't, I didn't think season three so far has been like the best compared got, to season one and two. This is true. Well, I didn't love season two, but uh, season three, I've had some, we've had some good moments where you get the goosebumpies and you go, okay, I enjoyed yeah. that. So well, I've, I've loved it. I have to ask you a question. Isn't it a pain in the ass that you have some people? There are all these great shows on, and they don't watch any of them because they waste their time on, like, raising a child. I mean, <laughs> what are you doing over I there? I know. That's why I was like, I watched a little <laughs> bit of the Randall show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Exactly. I know. She's really put a wrench in my plans of uh, watching all. I barely get my I, real housewives in. I, I sneak them in during naps. Can't she put herself to bed? I'm working on it. She'll <laughs> well, be one be on nice. Sunday, and I think that's when they eventually just, they just take over, right? They can just do their own stuff. When do babies start talking? Around a buck and a half? Something she like talks, that? just none of it makes any sense. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we can understand them. And you know what She this this child's been doing? I go, mama, 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 mm-hmm. and she goes, Dad, dad, dad. Does dad. he really? Yeah. So she really does that. Her and I are in a big cool. fight. We're in a huge it's fight a right now. Consonant thing. Did you know that? Like kids, yeah, the, it's yep. consonant that they da mm-hmm. does easier than mama. Sorry. No, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. it is. You know, Ethan's first words. Did you know his first words? I know. Well, I, Alex, or not Alex, Andy just told me his first, or Melissa did. What'd she say? She said Daisy. Oh, she says Daisy all the time because yeah, of the dog it, Daisy. Yeah. Bop, bop. He said bop, bop. The ah, oh, that's a good one. That action. That's nice. He's if, my buddy. If Gogo says Nana before she says Mama, the bitch is out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of negative. Send her to me. I'll take care of her. Thank Thank you. That's leaning a little negative. Oh, she all knows. I have to say. Isn't being a, a, a mom, though, just wonderful? A dad, a mom. I just, I love being a parent. I had so much no fun yesterday. We put together, like, a splash pad, and I thought it was going to be very oh, yeah. easy. Oh, yeah. And I even texted Rudy. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll post this after I get inside. And then all of a sudden, I saw screws in the thing, and I go, 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 like, gear up. Put on some sunblock. We're going to be out here for a while. <laughs> but it was so 
fun because she was just in a good mood. We were outside. I built something with my hands. There you go. I'm loving life. I'm in the good weather. Yesterday was so epic. So yeah, I'm having the weather fun. is amazing. Yeah, it is. The weather is unbelievable here right now. One of my favorite things in life is when, as little kids come along, and you know, it might be a little influence here and there. I'm not really sure, but we were at Disney World, and at the time, Sagey was still well. He had just turned four. I think he was either still three or had just turned four. And we get on one of those trains at Disney World, you know, one the, that turn on their side and go around the track that way. Yeah. I'm in the he he and his dad are in the front of the car. I'm in the back of the car. It takes off. The, the, the train is just smoking around the track, and it's tipping on its side. The first time it tips on its side, I hear this little three-year-old voice, Jesus Christ! Like, where did you even come up with that? Oh, I wonder where he got that. I never say Jesus Christ. You sounds like Bob-Bob. Yes, as good as Bob-Bob, same situation. Ever since I started working with you again, there are things I say where I go, oh, God. Like what? Jesus Christ is definitely on the top. Jesus Palomino. That's You're a disaster. You're a disaster. You're pulling big. my tit. Pulling my tit, that's Oh, true. yeah, there's a lot, and I go... I got to oh. make sure to get these out of my system before GoGo starts copying me. Speaking of that, though, Brittany wanted to ask you, and I got in her way. Uh, did you see the recent picture of Jeff Bezos and his fiance? I did. Is it really easy to pull her tit? Oh, God. <laughs> what no, a disgust. I fell right into that. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you Have you seen the picture? In her 20-carat uh, diamond ring? <laughs> no, of her 20-carat jugs. She's got this <laughs> fakest-looking breasts ever. Well, here's the thing. Lauren Sanchez was a, an L.A. news person when oh, I moved she was. here. Oh, okay. So we're very familiar with her. She's always looked like this, to be honest. So, And she also, I don't know if a lot of people remember, she was the, the original host on So You Think You Can Dance for season one. Oh, she was. Where Kat Dealey <laughs> took over. Um, and, you know, now she's become sort of a tabloid figure because, of course, she and Jeff Bezos had an affair while they were both married. Right. Lauren was married to a high-powered... Uh, agent here in oh. Los Angeles. All right, sister. Look at that. You almost got us through the first hour. How good are you at this? Here and trying. Hey. I know someone wanted to hear about Anna Nicole in the documentary. Oh, sure. sure. Um, we can do it on, on the family today. No, it's fine. When I come oh, yeah. who wanted to hear about it? Oh, I, I sent her a message that we got an email about that. Oh, okay. Um, we could do I mean, if you got to, I'm so far behind, it doesn't matter anyway. Rudy uh, wants to chime in, I think. Well, yeah, we got nothing going on after this, so you guys want to go to break and yeah, then come back we, and have Chris come back? And... Yeah, I can. Okay, no let's problem. do that. Perfect. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. 
So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You know, I've always said you can't count on two nice weekends in a row until mid-June in Minnesota. Well, once again... Right. What better time to lose weight like I'm doing with MNFatLoss.com? The program has been great for me. I've lost 20 pounds, and I've been on the program for exactly one month today. I'm not feeling hungry. I am feeling a lot healthier, and I've got plenty of energy. You know me. I'm not going to count points or eat prepackaged meals. Certainly no hypnosis is going to happen. I wouldn't follow a fat loss program that isn't safe. I've got to be around to do this podcast because my name's on the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm proving that you can lose 20 to 30 pounds in just a couple of months. Do yourself a favor and check out the program at mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, but I'm losing weight, and I do feel great. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, like I'm doing, that's about a pound of fat every day, by the way. No exercise required. Schedule your free consultation. Go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt with us. And by the way, uh, Kristen Burt and I just went back to our, we were both 14 years old again, looking at the camera, singing to one another, walk this way. It was unbelievable. Nailed it. We just nailed it. Kitty's (laughs) back. Kitty's back. (laughs) Which kitty is that? Second segment. (laughs) Which kitty is that? What's that kitty's name? Oh, this is London. She's the only one that comes in the closet oh, she with is. me in the mornings. Yeah. I still Linus love the fact you're in your way. clothes closet. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. No doubt about it. I have a house full of tile and hardwood floors. Yeah. So this is the quietest. No, it's great. <laughs> it actually, sound, it does sound really, really good. No question about that. That's all that matters. Okay, what the hell were we talking about again? Because I just still got walked this way in my head. 
Yes. So one of your listeners wanted to know about um, Anna Nicole Smith. You don't yes. know me. It is right. the documentary that's on Netflix. I think the important thing to know on this is that this was not approved, authorized by any of oh. her close friends and family. So they've come out and, and spoken out against it. Larry Burkhead, who is raising their daughter, Danny Lynn. Right. Yeah. She's 16 now. Um, She's beautiful, too. She's the, he's done a really good job. He, like, moved out of Hollywood. He was a photographer in Hollywood when he found out that he officially was the father and uh, raised her in Kentucky, kind of out of the public eye. You see her kind of once a year at the Kentucky Derby because they, they always attend each oh, and every year. Sure. But when this documentary came out for his daughter's privacy, he, like, wiped her clean on, on his social media just so she didn't have to listen or see any of the comments with all of this because... It really goes through the sad, tragic life of Anna Nicole, but I would say in a more tabloid manner. And a lot, you know what? A lot of us lived through it when it was happening. And it doesn't really have the perspective of her inner circle and those who yeah. really loved her and cared about her. You know, what's amazing to me is you literally, everybody I knew in the business saw this coming. They literally said, there is no way she's going to live very long. They, everybody who had ever worked with her or knew her, they all said she's going to die young. I'm just guaranteeing it. Yeah, she was sort of that Marilyn Monroe yeah, figure. Yeah. Um, I, I think now if she were still alive, I would love to hear her stories, honestly, with Hugh Hefner and the sure. Playboy Mansion. Sure. Because we've seen Hugh um, painted in a much different light now that he is gone. And uh, it was very well known that she was just used and abused by men, oftentimes passed around or, yeah. you know, yeah. drugged and things like that till she became an addict. And I, I think the, the saddest part is that Three days after she gave birth to Danny Lynn, her oldest son, Daniel, passed away oh, from a drug geez, overdose. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then that five months so after sad. that, Anna Nicole Smith passed away herself. I hate to do this because it's such a sad story, but I did get a good laugh in my head thinking about passing Catherine around. Yeah, good luck to you, pal. Yeah, I'm sure it'd go over real well. Tommy, Tommy wakes up one morning with a butcher knife in his throat, but other than that... She wouldn't even wait until you went to sleep. No, she wouldn't. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I've never understood that, like... Seeing people as property is such a weird thing to me. She had such a tragic, and it oh, was God, so, yes. it was so, the wild, wild west of reality TV. Mm-hmm. And so we saw probably way more than we should have seen with her reality show. And it was so yeah. sad. And man, she just wanted to be loved. Uh, and I don't know. I don't, and when her son died, it was just yeah. so tragic. Well, you could see it when she was at the, was it the MTV Movie Awards? Oh, yeah. Beautiful music thing. Yeah, it was rough. And just remember, you could just, even the Trim Spa commercials, you could just tell. Oh, really? It was like completely cut, edited. It was like, Trim Spa, baby. And then edit, edit, edit. It was so rough. Well, I do remember when she did that, that that whole beautiful music together. I was in the kitchen and I said, Catherine, why is Britney on TV? Yeah, I know. It was unbelievable. Beautiful music. We're on the same things, me and her. Yeah, I bet you are. Yes, no question. <laughs> I was going to say the other thing that a lot of people maybe don't remember is that the, the paternity case that was tried um, yeah. after her death, because Howard oh, K. Yeah. Stern, who was yep. her lawyer, claimed to be the father. And, of course, Larry Burkhead. And Larry Burkhead, I mean, looks just like 
Danny Lynn, so you could cl- clearly tell, mm-hmm. but they obviously had to go through the, the court system. But that was also a circus. And, you know, a lot of people look back on Howard K. Stern and say, you know, what involvement did he have in her drug abuse? Was he constantly keeping her applied with drugs and alcohol as well? I suppose that that whole thing, that's the whole part of, uh, you know, acting and Hollywood and the business and all that. I, it's so unseemly and disgusting. Yeah, and, and, you know, she was so celebrated for being this beautiful, curvy woman who kind of ahead of her time. I mean, if she was living in 2023, Mm -hmm. people would love her curves, you know. Mm -hmm. And at the time, uh, she was a guest model as well. But, you know, really, especially seeing what was going on at the Playboy Mansion during that era, I really do wonder um, what happened there. Was it? No, I didn't hear a lot about, uh, what's his face again? The guy that owned Playboy. Hugh Hefner. So he was just taking advantage of everyone and everything. There was a lot of, and I think, you know, if you look at the Bill Cosby case, uh, oh there was God, a lot of that, one. you know, hey, let's give them quaaludes and yeah, uh, yeah. see what happens um, type of situation. Obviously, not by the women's choice oftentimes um, and being coerced into situations that they didn't appreciate, but that there were also a lot of people surrounding Hef in terms of the Playboy Mansion. It, you know, they wouldn't be able to get the Playboy Playmates that are in the magazine, but the, right. the ones that were in the, the the catalog and modeling some of the lingerie, they would create their own sort of like B-list Playboy mansion. And a lot of these women were drugged and abused saying, you know what? Hey, I can get you to that A-list, you know, Playboy bunny level. Yeah. Um, and they were oftentimes finding themselves in situations of sexual assault, um, not remembering what happened. And this even goes back to the Playboy clubs, too. A oh, lot really? of the former waitresses were even talking about that that Jeez. culture was encouraged um, and, and continued all the way through the early aughts. I don't understand. Maybe somebody can explain this to me because I've never understood the attraction of having sex with somebody who's heavily drugged. How is that a good time? It's a power situation. Oh, who needs that power? Get your own power. Go lift some weights or something. I mean, become a tougher guy. I have no interest when ha- having sex with a motionless dummy. I mean, you're basically having, having sex with a mannequin. Yeah, and, and they were taking photos of these women. Oh, and so Jesus. when Hef died, his uh, then wife actually went and destroyed all the photos. Good. Yeah, she let everyone know, no, they won't see the light of day. Don't worry about it. But I've never understood the attraction to, you'll just lay there motionless and I'll have sex with you. Oh, boy, that's fun. Yeah, that, that's great. I, it's. I think it falls under that we don't understand, and I'm thankful no, I think for right. that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, A and E did um, a documentary, and I want to say it's about an eight eight part docu series on it from the women's perspective. Of course, the Hefner family you said you know none of this is true and right. and everything, but you know it, it's their side of the story. So even if you come halfway in between and say, okay, he has his side. They have their side, and we meet in the middle. The middle is still horrific. No question. And by the way, I always knew that guy was a creep, that Hugh Hefner, because he wears a skipper hat, okay? Anybody (laughs) wears a goddamn skipper hat's got some problems. Yeah, there were some really weird things going on in the mansion, too, and you you just realized he was very set in his ways, and Mm -hmm. a lot of the the women who were part of um, the E! series, what was that called? Oh, Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door, yeah, the Girls Next Door series. They they talk a little bit about it and some of his, some of his unusual habits, and it's it's dark. It really is dark, to be honest. 
Well, he was good at real estate though, because he bought that house for like one million dollars and sold it. His family sold it for what, a hundred and ten million or something. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty and good. And he not exchange. only had his, but he had he had bought like the home across the street, right. the home behind him. Yep. So he created a really nice compound over the years. Indeed, no. If he wasn't such a goddamn creep, it'd be much better. What a creep! Ugh. I know. I know, and he was now, always heralded he? as such a, a feminist. And then when you look yeah, at, yeah. at it from a 2023 lens, you're like, this isn't feminism at all. <laughs> no, it's not. God, could you stay longer next time? That'd be great. No, I've overstayed my welcome. No, no you never. Have not. We love never happened. Houston. All right, my dear. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you today, actually. You'll talk to me today. I'll be on at 1045 on The Family. That's okay. Central Time. And then tomorrow, of course. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Kristen Burt. Isn't she wonderful? She's great. She just is. I, where do you think that thing comes from with mostly it's actors and musicians and things like that drugging women to have sex with them? It's like, ish. I know. And you know what? It was actually so prevalent in my high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, really? Like, not like drugging them, but like getting girls very, very drunk and to the point where nobody remembers anything. That was a big thing. Why would you want to do that? A it big makes no flex. sense. A bi- it was, I mean, it was such a weird time. I went to uh, Henry Sibley, and now it's got some other name. But um, Well, that's right. They changed the name of it. They changed school, the name they? of it, so I can't even remember. But a big thing was going to the Apple River and getting girls absolutely wasted oh, yeah. and running a train on them. That yep. was... I know. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. You never heard that before? That oh, that's was, a big deal. That was yeah. the big flex. It was, And yep. thank God they didn't have, you know, our camera phones back then. Oh, yeah. And girls would just be like, yeah. I mean, like, I'd never have, thank God it never happened to me. But I got wasted. And there were definitely times where I don't remember things that had happened. And, yeah. You know, I mean, nothing to that extent. But, I mean, hooking up with guys I definitely would not have hooked up with. And areas I would not have hooked up with. I mean, it's yeah. mortifying. And that happened a lot at our school. The dynamics were, well, you got wasted. You know, that's what happens. You get wasted, and that's what happens. Isn't there an upside with being in love with someone? No, I know. There's, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's what I think. I just, I don't know. That whole taking advantage of people that cannot fight back thing makes me want to vomit. It's just, yeah, I mean, that was huge in our high school. It, it was such a, you know, really? and then the military, that was another place that ran really? rampant. Yeah, that, you know, it was, there wasn't a lot of consent going around back in the day. I just don't get it. I will never understand it as long as I live. Yeah. But whatever. Good. That's your life and you do what you need to do, I guess. No, no, it's super illegal. Don't. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.